This is Shelby Hansen, and you're listening to episode 81, How to Feel Your Feelings. Welcome to the Get Your Energy Back podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Hansen. As a life coach, invisible illness warrior, and kidney transplant recipient, I've navigated the waters of chronic fatigue for nearly a decade and can help you feel more energized and alive than ever before. In this podcast, we dive deep into topics that can help you boost your energy levels and live a more vibrant life. Whether you're looking to overcome limiting beliefs, improve your relationships, gain a better understanding of what is affecting your energy levels, or simply find more joy and fulfillment in your life, the Get Your Energy Back podcast is the perfect place to start. So sit back, relax, and join me on this journey towards a more energized, balanced, and vibrant life. All right, how's everybody doing today? I am so excited to be with you today. I've been traveling for the past couple of weeks, and surprise, I am actually traveling foreign international with my husband to celebrate five years of a kidney transplant. I turned 40 a couple months ago, And it's our 20th wedding anniversary in November. So we have a lot to celebrate and we are going to be taking time to go to Japan for two weeks. Uh, We lived there before. I lived there for two years with my husband. My third daughter was born there and she just turned 11 and we haven't been back since she she was born. We moved away when she was eight weeks old. My husband's been back a couple of times, but between pandemic and a kidney transplant and lots of kids... We haven't made it back yet. So I am so excited to be sharing that journey. If you follow me on Instagram, be sure to follow along because I am going to be putting tons of things in my stories and also some reels along the way. Uh, we we fly into Tokyo and then we're going to take our trip a little bit further north and then all the way south. So we'll be there for two weeks and I am just so thrilled to be seeing the fulfillment of a dream that I've had since before COVID started. Literally, when I left the hospital after my kidney transplant, the first thing that I said was, I want to go to Japan. And that was five years ago. So, you know, sometimes things take a little bit longer than we think that they're going to take. Life takes a different turn. But it's so fun and so sweet to see these moments when the fulfillment of a wish and a dream does come true. So I hope you'll celebrate with me. All right, today's topic that I wanted to introduce you to and talk about is about our emotions. So I have um, I have an episode that I did at the beginning of the podcast that's called um, Making Friends with Your Negative Emotions, which I absolutely love, and I hope that you will go back and that you will review if you want to hear a little bit more about it. But I thought it'd be time to do a new and updated version of that. I was able to spend the last two days in Dallas, Texas with these amazing life coaches that were trained at the same life coach school that I was. And it was incredible hearing their stories, meeting up with them in person. It was amazing. And the theme of the conference this time was called Feel Harder. And I was really excited because if you've been around the podcast for a minute or if you have been coached by me, we talk a lot about emotions your emotional health, how you deal with emotions and feelings. And I'm going to use those two interchangeably between emotions and feelings. So to start off with, 
I want to define the way that I think about emotions. The easiest way that I love to define emotions is that it is literally energy in motion in your body. So we have a thought that you think in your brain, and it activates different neural pathways that release neurotransmitters that send vibrations throughout your body. And we call these vibrations, this energy, this motion in our body, a feeling or an emotion. And when I say feeling or emotion, I mean that one word that describes what you're experiencing in your body. Now, as somebody that has experienced a lot of chronic fatigue in my life, I started out to this work only knowing about four flavors of emotions, which was happy, mad, sad, glad, the standard ones. And over the past decade, it's been so exciting for me to learn that there are nuances between emotions. There's different energetic states. And truly, your energy is derived by what emotions you're feeling. Now, I talk a lot about nervous system regulation as well. When you are in a more regulated nervous system state, when you're in the tend and befriend, the rest and digest, rest and repair, when you're in that state, it's a lot easier to be thinking and believing thoughts that are on the more higher vibration frequency of emotions. There's no bad or good emotions, but there's ones that are a little bit more pleasant for us to feel. Now, on the opposite end, when you are experiencing some sort of nervous system state that is an escalated, like an overactive nervous system state or an underactive one, you might start to experience emotions in your body that are on the lower frequency dial of the emotions. So what do I mean by that? If you're in fight, flight, freeze, or fawn, you might be on the hypervigilant. You might be agitated, irritated, frustrated on that edge of the frequency of emotions. And then if you are on the hypoactive where you're underactivated, then you might be in the more collapse, shut down, fainting response where we're in helpless, hopeless, despair. Neither one of those is good or bad, but depending on what nervous system state you are in, it's going to flavor what thoughts you're going to think automatically and what emotions you're going to experience. And how do we know which nervous state system you're going to be in? Well, if you are feeling safe in the moment, you are much more likely to be in the regulated nervous system state. If you if your body and your nervous system and everything that's that is your sensory um, outlook of your body finds any sort of danger signal, which could even be like a sound in the corner, or um, you walk into a room and you just kind of see the way that people look or somebody's tone of voice, any of these cues can, can perk up our little spidey sense and be like, oops, something's not safe here. And then again, if you're feeling like that just energy just sucked from your body, like you've just been running so long and you can't do anything else, that can put you into that. You can be in that shutdown. And again, that's going to flavor what is going on because you don't feel safe enough in that moment. Body's going to shut down to protect you. 
So if your body feels like it needs to protect you, you're going to be hyperactivated or hypoactivated or kind of um, flip between the two, which could be either a freeze state or a fawn state. And so that's, I just think that's really helpful to know because sometimes we get into these emotional states and we're just like, okay, why can't I think my way out of this? If I know a thought creates my feeling, why can't I just think happy thoughts and create happiness in my emotion? Well, sometimes, sometimes we can actually, when you're in a regulated state, it's really a lot simpler to be able to do that, to, to switch, to thought swap and to feel safe enough to change into a different energetic state. However, if you are in an activated, an overactivated or underactivated nervous system state, it's going to be a little bit more challenging. Okay. So there's previous episodes that I've done that talk about what to do when you are in an over or underactivated nervous system state. So I highly recommend that you look into those. Um, but today, what I'm going to talk about is when you are in a regulated state for the most part, how do you deal with these emotions that come up? So first of all, I want to talk about what are the, the ways that we generally deal with emotions when they happen in your body? And the most common ones, I know there's probably tons of ways. The most common ones that I see are that people tend to distract themselves from the emotion that you're feeling, resist the emotion that you're feeling, or react to the emotion. Okay, so what do I mean by that? So say something happens that you're not very comfortable with, like maybe you get a phone call from somebody and you don't really like the things that they said on the phone and you're feeling a little bit down on yourself or something like that. Um, rather than feeling that, maybe I don't know what you're feeling, maybe some disappointment or some neglect or something, whatever, whatever emotional flavor you're feeling, you might not want to feel that way. And so you might do something to distract yourself. And famous, not famous, the, the easiest ways that I find, especially my clients go to, is we'll distract ourselves with doing something else, especially going to your phone. Now, this doesn't necessarily mean that it's positive or negative. It can actually help you to distract yourself from emotions sometimes. So in my school of thought with coaching, we talk about buffering a lot. And buffering is any action that you take in order to avoid feeling an emotion. Now, when I first went through coach training, I was just like, okay, I got to get rid of all my buffers. Buffering is bad. Feel everything all the time. That's what I should do. And there is, you know, you can do that. However, if you're somebody that experiences chronic fatigue, chances are you're pretty harsh on yourself and you probably have, um, you probably see a lot of the weaknesses that you have and you want to get rid of them. But then when you start to try to get rid of them, it actually is harder and then you feel more discouraged and then really down on yourself and have a lot of negative self-talk that happens. So distracting yourself from an emotion isn't necessarily something bad. I, I like to liken it to a hot stove. Sometimes we experience a really intense emotion and it can feel like touching a hot stove. And rather than just keeping your hand on the stove, berating yourself and just trying to trying to push through that emotion, which is actually leads into the resistance. I am okay with people just letting go, let go of the hot iron, let go of the hot stove, let yourself have some comfort, create some safety, let that stove cool down a little bit before you go back to confront it. 
And this becomes a lot clearer in my coaching, how I take you exactly through that process. But distraction isn't necessarily always a bad thing when you're feeling an intense emotion. Also, the second way is resistance. Now, again, if you experience chronic fatigue, have a chronic illness, you are most likely a master at resisting your emotions. Chances are that you will, some, something will happen, you'll have a thought, you'll have a, an uncomfortable emotion, and rather than try to feel it, you want to push that down. You don't want to feel that. And so we just think, okay, I'll just deal with that later. I can't deal with that right now. That's going to just have to go into the someday pile. And that resistance, it, it's, you know, sometimes it does work in the moment. I'm going to be totally honest. It, if you're not in a place to really process what's happening, you can push it down for a minute, but it's like a beach ball. If you push it underneath the water, you can hold it down there for a little bit, but it's going to pop back up. And chances are, if you have a chronic illness, it could potentially show up physically for you. It can show up in the form of physical symptoms like fatigue, okay? So the other way that I see people deal with emotions, especially the uncomfortable emotions, is they will react to them. They get angry about something, and rather than try to distract or resist it, they just blow up about it. And chances are it's because you have not processed and allowed other emotions. And so it's a layered emotion. There's so much tension going on in your body that body is just like, I can't handle this anymore. I need to release the, the emotion out. And that's where the reacting comes in. Okay. So again, none of those is morally wrong. How you deal with emotions. I do all three of those multiple times throughout the day. However, I do want to introduce you to this concept of learning how to allow your emotions and the experience that you're having, okay? So how do we allow an emotion? One of the most important parts of allowing an emotion is simply being able to name it. Sunny Smith is a physician who is also a life coach, and she gave an incredible speech during our um, mastermind this past week. And one of the things that she talked about was affect labeling. Simply being able to label an emotion that you are having decreases your tension and your uh, decreases the reactivity that you have to the emotion. It actually starts to help the healing process simply by saying, right now I'm feeling sad. Right now I'm feeling frustrated. Simply being able to label the emotion that you're experiencing is a skill. And it's one that you can get really good at. Um, My life coach, Betsy Jensen, that does a lot of coaching on chronic pain, uh, recently did a, um, she recently did a workshop. And in that workshop, she talked about an app called um, How We Feel. It's totally free. I have absolutely loved it. I downloaded it the moment she told me about it during the workshop. And it has all of these little bubbles in the in the app where it will tell you names of different emotions, different sensations. And you can just tell it, it, it'll, it can pop up and be like, okay, how are you feeling right now? And it says like high intensity, um, pleasant, high intensity, unpleasant, low intensity, um, 
pleasant, low intensity, unpleasant. And then it has all of these graphics. And if you push on any of the emotions, it actually describes what the emotion is like. This is something that is not a skill that I was taught as a child and the clients that I work with were not taught as children. And most of the things that we were ever taught about emotions were don't have them, be happy and be grateful. Those were the ones that we got shoved down our throats. And so being able to even talk to yourself and name the emotion is so important. This is the awareness piece of what's happening for you. And you know, sometimes we don't know what the emotion is. Sometimes it's like a new a, a new person that's come to meet us and we're like, I don't know exactly who you are. And you don't need to be able to name it in order to process or allow the emotion. But the more you do this work, the more you're going to get familiar and understand, oh, wait, I do know who these, what these sensations are. And I do know what it's communicating to me. Um, Because, I mean, do you even know what the emotion of satiated means to you? Like how it feels? How about, um, how about comfort? Like what does comfort feel like in your body? What about, um, like, I, I think that we all know embarrassment and excitement, uh, how that feels like the little butterflies in your body, but how does sufficient feel in your body? There are so many cool emotions and just like Baskin Robbins has 31 flavors and you can go to the ice cream shop and try out all the flavors. We have so many emotional flavors that we get to try on every single day. Okay, so once you have recognized that you are having an emotion and if possible, named it, if you can't name it, that's not a big deal. It's actually not a problem because it will reveal itself to you when you are ready for it. After you're able to name it and be aware of it, you want to recognize that it's completely normal and natural that you are feeling this way. It always makes sense. You're either having a nervous system response that's coloring what you're thinking and how you're feeling, or you're thinking something that is painful if you're having an uncomfortable emotion. It always makes sense why you feel this way, and you don't need to change how you're thinking. This is one thing that I got wrong at the beginning of life coaching. I was like, okay, well, if our thoughts create our feelings, we just change what we think and then we feel better. But that bypasses the entire process of learning how to allow vibrations to just exist in your body. So for me, I like to think about it as emotions are like waves. They come into your body and when you are having a very strong reaction because of very strong beliefs about whatever's happening in your life, maybe you had a fight with a relative, maybe your kids didn't make the school bus and you got to go get in your pajamas and go pick them up and take them, drive them to school, whatever's going on, first show yourself self-compassion. Of course, it makes sense that I feel this way. I don't need to change it. I'm just going to allow it. And by allowing it, I teach my clients to open up, like physically in your body, open up your your shoulders, open up your arms, whatever you need to do in order to cue to your body, I'm safe and this is safe for me to feel, okay? Then we're going to breathe. 
I think I mentioned this in the last podcast, but I was listening to a workshop from Jody Moore, one of my life coaches, and she was saying that there's so many autonomic nervous system things that our body just does automatically, swallowing, breathing, um, digesting, um, all of these things. And one of the only ones that we have control over, um, I mean, blood pressure, like we don't, we can't think our blood pressure or our heart rate differently, but we can have access to how we shift our breath. And each time you breathe in and out, it activates your parasympathetic and then it activates your sympathetic. So um, I think I got that backwards. I think that you breathe in, it activates the, the sympathetic and breathe out, it activates the parasympathetic. So that calming state. So send breath longer, deeper breaths. If that feels good for you, you got to do what feels right for you first. You know you best. Send some breaths to the part of you that's experiencing that sensation in your body and be sending yourself messages of safety. It's safe for me to feel frustrated. It's safe for me to feel upset. It's safe for me to feel neglected or whatever it is. It's safe for me to feel resentful right now. This makes complete sense. And the more you let yourself dive into that wave of emotion, and you can do this while you're driving. You can do this while you're making a peanut butter and jelly sandwich for your kids. You can do this while you're doing other things. You don't have to set aside special time. I thought that at the beginning too. I was like, okay, got to have my processing emotion time. We'll take a half hour here. No, no, that's ridiculous. When you are able to fully drop into your body in the present moment, honoring the sensations that you're experiencing, they only last. They've, they've measured this scientifically. The wave only lasts for 90 seconds. Now, it doesn't mean the wave's not going to stay away. The wave could come back. It's because of the state of um, the nervous system state we're in and the thoughts and the beliefs. But the more you nurture how your body is feeling in this present moment, the more you will feel seen and validated personally and the less you're going to react negatively to that emotion. When you send yourself that messages of safety, my body is a safe place to house this emotion. One of my favorite thoughts is that this emotion cannot get bigger than me because it is created by me. This is not created from the circumstance outside of me. This is created by my nervous system and my thoughts that I am choosing and unconsciously choosing to believe. This emotion is not bigger than me. This emotion is a part of me. And then you just rinse and repeat. When you fully allow yourself to feel an emotion, you don't need to think something different because that different thought, that different energy, whatever's coming up next will happen automatically. And you will have access to the higher level thinking that you want to be creating your life from. You don't have a choice of whether or not you are creating in this life. You are always creating, but you do have a choice of what it is you want to create. And I promise when you allow emotions and start to understand your emotional states, it will allow you to create incredible things in your body, especially trust and resilience. And it will allow you when you do experience chronic fatigue and all of the emotions that come with that shutdown phase, 
that you will know what to do, that it you will not be scared of feeling helpless and hopeless, that you will see yourself in that moment. You'll be the watcher of you having that emotional sensation. You'll be able to do things that are so kind and loving for yourself. And that is what you do after you've allowed the sensation. Then you ask yourself, what is the next kindest thing that I can do for myself? That, my friends, is it. That is how you feel a feeling. That is how you feel an emotion. If you still have questions about this, I invite you to schedule a call with me so that I can help you understand how emotions work exactly in your body. It is one of my favorite things to do, and it is one of the tools that helps you to get your energy back the very fastest. All right, I hope you have an incredible week, and I will see you later. Bye-bye. Are you ready to welcome in vibrancy and energy into your life? Join me for a fatigue recovery call. We'll get on a call and I will share my three-step process for getting your energy back personalized, especially for you. Simply go to the show notes and schedule your call today. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. If you're looking for a life coach to work with, what are you waiting for? Let's get coaching together today. I hope you have a wonderful week as you take your power back on creating more vitality, energy, and vibrancy in your life today.